Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Expa, it is the brainchild of Canadian Uber co-founder Garrett Camp. It's in the business of building startups in cities such as Vancouver. And one of the BC companies to emerge, cybersecurity firm CMD, it was acquired by Elastic over the summer. It's a pretty big deal there. And so I think the question now is, what does it really take for a startup studio to build a success here in the city? Our guest today is an entrepreneur, and he's a general partner over at Expa. I would like to welcome onto the show Milan Tesovich. Uh, Milan, thank you so much for making time for us today. Yeah, of course. Tyler, thank you for having me. Maloon, I'm very curious about your own journey. You had a music startup, Metro Lyrics, and then after that company was acquired, uh, after a few years, you ended up talking to Garrett Camp about what comes next for your career. Um, Just tell me a little bit about that journey of yours. Yeah, absolutely. So Metro Lyrics was actually the name of the company um, a long time ago. Um, After selling that company in 2011, CBS Interactive and moving to New York for a couple of years, uh, upon coming back to Vancouver, I found myself in a position that a lot of founders ask themselves, which is what should I work on next? Once you go down the entrepreneurial route. And once you've kind of started building something and you start realizing those visions, it it gets very addicting. So it's very difficult to stay in that corporate environment for a prolonged period of time. So as I was asking myself, what should I be working on next? Naturally, I started expanding and reaching out to my network to try to get a better idea of like um, some of the needs out there and trying to do diligence, some of the ideas that I had. And in that process, I came across Garrett Camp and we started talking. Um, he was just launched to Expo, which is a startup studio. So the whole mission was really to create a partner uh, for the entrepreneurs as they build their companies and try to evolve it into a large company. I mean, there's something that he envisions. He's like, I wish I had this when I did stumble upon an Uber and trying to replicate that kind of support system. And as we got chatting more, it became obvious that that was the right environment for me. So I joined Expa about coming up on six years now and have been there ever since. Well, the uh, the Vancouver office launched, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, about uh, two years ago. Now, had a uh, Vancouver office for Expa been around when you were leading the way on Metro Lyrics? Have you ever thought about um, how kind of that journey would have been a little bit different if you had access to those resources? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, entrepreneurship can be a very lonesome journey at times. Uh, you're trying to build something from scratch. You're trying to recruit a team in a very difficult environment. Uh, you're trying to realize a lot of the visions that you have, uh, and it really kind of comes down to you. So I think every entrepreneur, if they don't have access to be it a group of individuals or some kind of resource to really help them either gut check some of the latest thoughts that they had, uh, help them navigate some of the challenges that every founder and entrepreneur will eventually go through, um, I I think they'll be missing out on. So had I had this at the early days, I think for all of my companies, it would have been quite a bit more beneficial. Um, However, I was very fortunate to have an amazing business partner at MetroLyrics and uh, some of the other companies where we would act as that kind of like support system for each other. Um, but in today's environment where like you have a lot more options, the tech got a little bit more complex, um, but easier and uh, to build with, I think founders can seek for that remotely or they can join uh, startup studios like Expa or accelerators. I mean, there's quite a few programs out there today now. 
Well, you know, before we jump into kind of the, the next thing that emerged for you from Expo, that, that was your next uh, startup, the CMD, which is a cybersecurity firm. I, I do want to go back to Metro Lyrics just a little bit, because here's the question I always like asking entrepreneurs, you know, uh, when you started Metro Lyrics, what was maybe the problem or the issue that you were trying to solve or trying to address? Um, yeah, so that one was a pretty interesting outcome out of uh, just a personal passion for music that I had um, back in the day when I used to play a couple of instruments and I was looking up song lyrics quite frequently. I found that a lot of sites out there were either incomplete in their database. So I found myself often going having to go back to Google. The user experience wasn't that great. And lastly, as I was analyzing the industry, I noticed that there was no form of licensing model. So a lot of these websites were taking artists and songwriters' proprietary work that they've spent years developing and paying no form of royalty back to them. So one of the early thoughts was, well, why don't we create a much more comprehensive uh, database of music, song lyrics, um, create a licensing model so we can pay back uh, the hard work that the artists and songwriters have put in and at the same time, um, try to uh, build a better user experience so music enjoyers like myself could go on there and have something a little bit better than what was what already existed. I got to ask, uh, what are you listening to right now? What, what, are, uh, what tunes are you enjoying at the moment? Uh, I got to tell you, I listen to pretty much anything and everything. Um, I can appreciate all forms of music for what it does and depending on if i'm at the gym or if i'm going for a jog or if it's a sunday night dinner with family um the music genre varies from classic to hard rock to r&b to pop i like it you're not uh, in one single lane and I, I, I feel the same way there when it comes to music but um if we jump over to expa and uh, cmd cmd had uh, that exit over the summer uh very successful for you guys um, tell me how you and your uh, your partner, your business partner there, uh, Jake King, came together and you guys were working within Expa and then were able to launch this very successful company here in Vancouver. Yeah, so um, I met Jake, it was about four or five years ago as I was due diligence uh, the idea for CMD. And um, after speaking with Ryan, uh, homes at Hootsuite, he introduced me to his um, security team. Uh, one of the security team members was Jake, who's been facing the issues that we were looking to solve. And he became quite interested in the problem and became an integral part of the initial process and shortly after ended up joining the team. Um, which also really comes down to how do Vancouverites eventually build a team? How do they do diligence ideas? I mean, all these things are extremely important in the early days. And I think with CMD, I was fortunate enough to have a good network to help me validate the idea and also a great network uh, that was very supportive in helping me build out that initial team. Well, it's interesting because we have companies like Hootsuite or Build Direct. Um, there, there's a lot of talk of that. Just the more that we kind of build these anchor companies, the more that kind of spinoffs can happen just with, you know, uh, not necessarily spinoffs from the company, but like from the talent that emerges. How important is it for us here in Vancouver to really ensure that we are building these anchor companies so that we can have kind of the, the next generation of startups to emerge from the talent that comes out of them as well? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely crucial to any ecosystem to have anchor companies that has that entrepreneurial spirit within it. Um, when team members join companies like Hootsuite, they get exposed to considerably more entrepreneurial effort and what it takes to build a lot of these companies. Um, having that level of exposure before you sell a company uh, can make quite a difference in the way you approach solving such problem. Um, so I think uh, any ecosystem that has a lot of these anchor companies, inevitably you do see a lot of uh, spin-offs. Uh, to give you a good example, at Expo, we invest a lot into ex-Uber employees. Uh, they're very familiar with Garrett. They're familiar with Expo. We're familiar with the kind of work that they've been exposed to and the work ethic that they carry. Um, so I think having those kind of connections and ties to a city, to um, a large startup is very beneficial both to the ecosystem as well as the individuals themselves. You know, Vancouver has had a like a tech scene that's really kind of emerged uh, in, in the last few years. It's a lot more global notice as well. Um, but there is history of, you know, like a lot of folks uh, maybe looking south of the border, seeing what kind of resources they can find there, whether it's investment dollars or maybe mentorship uh, or just networking. But from your perspective, as we have more of these kinds of startup studios, incubators um, emerging from the city, I wonder, is Vancouver becoming more of a self-contained sort of ecosystem, or is there still a need to kind of seek resources from other jurisdictions to build these big companies here in the city? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of value and benefit in not trying to be self-contained. Um, I think there's a lot of things that Vancouver can learn from many cities, uh, Silicon Valley just being one of the regions. Um and the more that the talent here spreads out, inevitably a lot of those individuals do come back. And I do know a lot of talented individuals that have moved down to San Francisco, spent a couple of years there, moved back. Vancouver does have this like beautiful tie to it, both um, with its nature, the community, uh, the people within it. So even if somebody does venture out, you know, a lot of them will come back and they will do great things in Vancouver and they'll start new companies and they'll expand from there. Um, I don't necessarily think it's necessary for any city to be uh, uh, isolated or try to become self-containing. Uh, I think if a Vancouver company can raise venture capital from a great VC that could be supportive and really kind of help give them that uh, leg up on their efforts, um, I think it's incredibly valuable. Well, do you think that just during the course of the pandemic, we've all been accustomed to working remotely, we're doing Zoom chats all the time. Uh, is there more of a willingness for investors, deep-pocketed investors from other parts of the world to take a closer look at startups here in Vancouver? Maybe they don't feel the need to you know, be close to the home base for board meetings necessarily, or what's your take on how the pandemic has maybe changed um, what, what startups can do when pursuing kind of those early stages? Yeah, so at Expa, we are um, starting to do a lot more venture um, investments ourselves. And we never think of it as Canada versus US, Vancouver versus SF. Uh, the borders have become very blurred between these companies. Uh, the focus always has and still is, has been on the founders, the talent, uh, the problem space, their experience, their relevant experience in that problem space, as well as how we can help them. 
at Expo, we're all founders. We've all started companies. We've all sold companies. Uh, we've all gone through the challenges that everyday entrepreneurs are going to go through. Um, so for us, I know it hasn't been a focus around borders and where they're located. And it has always been about the team and how we can work with them. I generally feel a lot of the venture partners that we work with, and we work with a lot of tier one VC firms, uh, be it on deals or uh, them being interested in the companies that we've created or invested in. Um, I strongly believe they feel the same way. Uh, we have a lot of great entrepreneurs in Vancouver, and we have a lot of great investors that have invested in those entrepreneurs as well. What are the kinds of startups or maybe teams that you guys are looking at? Like what makes for a good fit when it comes to uh, uh, these companies and Expa? Um, I mean, I, I could talk a little bit about the founder traits. I think uh, coachability and openness is a massive trait for us. Um, there's a certain dynamic trait to founders who um, like to ask questions. They seem eager to learn um, and have a certain knack for curiosity and hustle. Um, I think those are my favorite kind of founders to work with, somebody who I can resonate with, somebody who I know is not going to be shy to uh, text me, email me when they're facing a challenge and they need help with something. Um, on the idea front, I mean, the marketplaces change all the time, but relevant experience in a field is always uh, a really nice boost. And I think the more diverse companies we get in Vancouver, the more diversity across different industries the ecosystem is getting as well. You know, your history in entrepreneurship, it goes back more than a decade, and we've seen just a surge of activity going on during that same period. Um, from your perspective, um, what have you noticed change about the Vancouver tech ecosystem, or perhaps what things do we need to address to ensure that it can you know, move forward with this sustainable growth? Yeah, I think by far the biggest impact um, that I've seen in the city is having a lot of the uh, larger companies move into the city. So this would be the Amazon, Apples uh, of the world who have a considerably higher budget for hiring the Vancouver talent and um, really kind of giving them some golden handcuffs and making it very challenging for them to uh, leave a such positions in order to go pursue an entrepreneurial career. I think some of the valuation and capital raises and rises in those raises um, that are happening right now may help alleviate that uh, in order to enable startups to be able to hire all of those talented individuals who have families um, and can't quite take the typical plunge that somebody would and take a massive pay cut uh, to go join a startup. So I think Ultimately, it will be a benefit, but I do know that there's been a whole number of years where Vancouver startups have been struggling to scale up uh, on talent because of the larger companies moving in and capturing so much of the market. I'm very, very curious about that and your thoughts there, because, of course, we're seeing like these big multinationals. They're recognizing that uh, there is talent here. And, and obviously, I think they recognize that they can pay less for labor in Vancouver than you would in, say, San Francisco proper. You know, that that's just kind of a fact there. Is that going to be an increasingly kind of issue as startups and these big companies kind of compete for talent within the city? Um, yeah, I, I personally see it as a benefit. Uh, what it forces the market to do, well, actually, 
first of all, you're getting a more a, a higher talent base pool uh, because these companies do take in Vancouver talent. They do get them uh, trained. They do um, uh, get them performing quite well within those companies. Uh, and then you do have a lot of spin-offs of people leaving Amazon, people leaving the local large companies here and creating their own companies. Uh, what it also forces everybody to do is for you to leave that high paying position, you do need to have much more conviction around the startup that you want to work on. Uh, you do need to do diligence a little bit more as and play around with it, uh, do a little bit more planning uh, before joining. And I think ultimately it will create help create better startups. Ultimately, then if your opportunity cost of starting a startup is not significant, uh, I think people might be rushing into ideas. They might be rushing into uh, funding or uh, executing. And it's not to say that there's no value in starting on an idea and then helping it evolve from there. But I think in today's market where I'm like everything is hyper competitive at every level, I think having that higher bar uh, before taking some leap of faith might ben be beneficial to the system. Well, as we wrap up, maybe a question I, I should have asked you right from the start, but what is it about Expa that uh, makes it stand out from the crowd compared with other startup studios? Like what, what is kind of distinct about it? Yeah, I mean, one of the things about Xpod that we find relatively unique and why founders do like working with us is um, the vast majority of our team are ex-founders. We've all built companies, we've sold companies, we face challenges that uh, all of the founders are going to be facing. So when we work with founders and we give them advice and we uh, seek to help them grow their company, we're talking out of a place of experience or something that we personally went through firsthand rather than observation. Um, so we know what it's like. We've been there and we've been there recently. Um, I mean, CMD is a great example. And that was a company that um, we were a part of all the way up until the summer. Uh, another company recently that came out of Expa that we sold to Microsoft two years ago was Gitalytics, uh, which is now a product within GitHub called GitHub Insights. Um, so we're recent founders, we've built companies, we know how to work with founders, and we help them pretty much with any problem or challenge that they come across. Well, excellent. Maluna, I just want to thank you so much for taking time to uh, give us a bit of a catch up on what's going on at the Expo and uh, your journey as well. But uh, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That is Milun Kusevich. He is, of course, a general partner at Expa. And that is it for the show today. But you can go to BIV.com. More stories, more interviews there. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.